cue fake podcast music. Da, 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 da. Yeah, you look like you're about to say something else. <laughs> oh, and then I was thinking, man, it's getting close to Christmas, so maybe we should be doing Christmas. Oh, I, Christmas kind of like my brain just drew a blank on Christmas. I don't know how songs. do you do bells. Ding 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 ding. Right. Ding, ding, ding. I played the hand bells in sixth grade and fifth grade. I played the recorder yeah. and the cornet. I played handbells. I played the flute. I played the oh, recorder. Wow. I played wow. The, well, I played the flute for four years because my mom's like, if I spend $150 on this fucking instrument, you're playing it for four years. <laughs> <laughs> and exactly that four years. That was pretty much that. why. Because yeah. once I got the cornet, yeah. I didn't realize, like, I wanted to play it because yeah. it was cool. Yeah. I didn't want to play a flute. But then I realized, oh, my God, the cornet's heavy. Oh, trying to carry it. Oh yeah. my god! But yeah, I did. I have to play all the way up to like my junior. Yeah, junior year. Yeah, I did um, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Then I was like, and C, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Hello, and welcome to Michigan. Another mayhem. <laughs> the show about Michigan murder mysteries, histories, and other random mayhem from around the world. Your hosts are Allie and Jen. Oh, Jen. The other thing I want to tell you was, I'm. Friends with this girl, Megan, and we'd gone to elementary school together, and she's a pediatrician now, and I told her about, you know, we have, she lives in um, California, because she's smart, because she's meant to warm, and I was trying to tell her that we have a podcast, and she showed me this Portlandia episode, where these people are doing a podcast, and they're, you know, they're making fun of them, they have like a band, follow them around for spooky music, and I was like, oh, that's totally, you know, and they, and they speak really eloquently, and they, they're making fun of the podcast people. I was like, oh, that's not us. One, we don't even have music. We we, we refuse music. And two, um, I, I don't speak that eloquently. I recently called somebody human garbage. <laughs> you know? And that's how I feel. There you go. So I was going to do my article uh, giving you additional information on stories I've already told you about. What yeah, you got? I thought about doing that. Yeah. And then I was like, you did it. Fine. One day I'll do mine. You have a ton. I do. Is that what why, it was? Was that the problem? That? Too many? Because you pick current stories, Actually, and I pick people like sixty years ago. This asshole did this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mine's always current. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I actually didn't even attempt. So you asked me to, uh-huh. and I thought about it. That's really good. And then I was like, No. Yeah, no, not, <laughs> not right now. No. All right. Um, but I plan on 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 doing what you have. Okay. But I like just... to do that like at least once a year. And I already did that this year. I so see. we have to wait. So probably like after January 1st. It can happen. Yeah. That's cool. What is yours about? Mine is the murder of Kathleen O'Brien Doyle, D O W L E. Yeah. Of Norfolk, Virginia. Oh, D O Y L E. Right? Yeah. Isn't that what you I said? You said W. Did I? Yeah. Whoa, are you, you sure? You and George W. Bush, yeah. I don't think I did. <laughs> you really did? Right? I don't we're, know. We're, we're, we're betting later. $5. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Later on when I type out the show notes, I'm listening. Yeah, you okay. listen. <laughs> okay. D-O-Y-L-E. Yeah. I probably did. It's okay. Um, And the murder was in uh, 1980. Ooh, you actually and went back. F- no. Yeah. Oh, shit. But it'll, it'll be another. stuff, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. Yeah, because I always have to have the one you gotta go back to. You wanna go first? It's up to you. Let Yours me go is first. exciting, I wa- though. There's this one I yeah. really wanted, this one part I really wanna tell you about. Okay, tell us. Okay, I can't wait. Thank you. Okay, so remember I did an, um, an article about weird weapons in June 2019. 
And one of the murders I mentioned was Anna Trillo, who was nicknamed the Stiletto Heel Killer. Oh, I remember her. Yep, she stabbed her boyfriend, Stefan Anderson, to death with her stiletto shoe after they spent the day drinking and arguing. Yeah, it had me go out and buy stilettos just for safety reasons. Yeah, just in case you do need to beat yep. the shit out of another person. Possibly the life. Yeah. <laughs> so, Anna was given life in prison, being eligible for parole in 2043, when she'd be 75 years old. And in that same episode, I talked about Paul Curry, who was from California. And Paul had killed his wife with a nic- an injection of nicotine that caused her to overdose. Do you remember that one? Yeah. And um, he was given a life sentence without parole. And I also did an article in November of 2019 in which I talked about bodies that were found buried. Mm-hmm. And Michael Haim had murdered his wife and his son Aaron later found his mom's body buried, under, buried underneath the outdoor shower. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I and the family home one. in Florida. Yeah, I remember he somehow sued his dad and I couldn't find why, but got the family home yep. in the civil court, was digging up the outside shower and found his mom's skeleton, mm-hmm. skeleton body. Okay. And Aaron's father, Michael, had also received a life sentence, giving him about 7 to 22 years in prison. And that's when you and I were talking, like, wait, how is this... How is life seven? Okay, I've got the answer. How yeah. is life in prison could be seven to 22 years? Yeah. I'm ready. Okay. I wrote, at the time, Jen and I were wondering what a life sentence means <laughs> if someone isn't sent away for the rest of their natural life, which yep. is what we thought, right? Yeah, because it's life sentence. Right? Your life. No. Okay. There are two types of life sentences. Okay, so there's determinant and indeterminate. And determinate, a determinate sentence would be, for example... Life without the possibility of parole, meaning you would never be released. Determinant means it has a set date. It has a set end date, and that is never. <laughs> okay? So an indeterminate sentence would be more like 15 years to life, meaning you could be paroled after 15 years. So in the United States, when you've been in prison for a life sentence, you can be paroled after 10 years. It's a 10-year sentence. That's great. You, yep. And if an amount wasn't determined at the time, you know, that, so it could be 10 years if there wasn't a determined t- time at the time of sentencing. However, you know, each state has its own laws. So that's why you see, you know, I guess I can see that because you get life without parole. You'll see that in an article or you'll see life. 15 years to life. 15 to 50 years. Yeah. So okay. Anna Torillo, the, the stiletto killer, was giving... 30 years to life, which is how her first parole hearing was set for 2043 because she was convicted in 2013. So the, the earliest is, it's, you know, it's 30 to life. Mm-hmm. So Paul Curry, who was sentenced to life without parole, he's never getting out of jail. Michael Haim was sentenced, was given a life sentence without any additional qualifiers, just the life sentence. So he could be released as early as seven years for good behavior, 10 with regular parole, or 22 years if he fulfills the full sentence. So they could possibly still never get out because yeah. if parole doesn't let them out. Yep, and you could say you're in jail and you have so many infractions that you don't get out. You could get you can actually be sentenced to more crimes in jail. Mm-hmm. It's still assault and battery when you fight somebody, you know, it's you know, it used to So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, it is I finally figured out what a life sentence was and I Blew my mind. Didn't mean the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. So if we see something that says life, we know that motherfucker with could be out. parole and yeah. no years that they can be out in seven. Seven if they're good. Wow. I know That's for crazy. killing another human being. Yeah. Just right? seven is good. Like no. Yeah. 
no, if you kill my kid, I'm coming for you. Yeah, <laughs> if you get out in seven, I'll go to jail for seven. I, <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's where you go to the bur- parole and you get it so that they don't yeah. let them out. Um, I actually, I'll do a, I did a follow-up in here and I'll mention how this kid gets out of jail because the dad of the person he killed eventually passes away. And since he's not at the parole board hearing, reminding them, he killed my daughter, he killed my daughter, this is the heinous thing he did, he does get out the very next parole after the dad di- dies. Which I think that's interesting. They have the case notes. Yeah. They well, know what he did. I know. Well, I'll explain why. Hmm. Okay, so Go the next it. one I did was Amar Aliasari's hatchet death. Remember we did? So we did a podcast in April 2019 about a Michigan hatchet death brought on by the fact that you and I learned how to throw axes. So on November 25th, 2019, the trial began for the hatchet murder of Amir Al-Yassari. He was the one who died. Jacob Fiker and Amar's wife, Bedor, had been accused of engineering Amar's death due to their extramarital affair. He's the one that part of the way they busted him was his bus ticket. But um, yeah, Jacob is the one that's currently on trial for murder. He's curr- like in court right now. Okay. With Bedour being charged with murder and conspiracy. So Amar had been hit with an axe or a hatchet around 24 times in the face, head, and neck. And he also had bleach soaked into his clothes. He was the one that he said basically his soft tissue was holding his skull in place. Like he was so- broken into so many pieces. Prosecutors were able to produce a receipt for both the bleach and the axe purchased two days earlier at a Kroger. You and I were talking about, you can get axes at Kroger? Oh, yeah, I remember that yeah. part. Like, and, what? Yep, they found, and they found both those items in the Aliasari home and the receipt for them. The trial, which is currently taking place in Ingham County Court Circuit Court, is in front of a jury. And I'm going to com- uh, continue to follow up to see if they're sentenced, if they're found guilty. Okay. Hmm. So I have another one. I did some um, one about Catholic priests that were ac- accused of abuse in Michigan. I remember that one. Yeah. In an August podcast, I talked about multiple priests being charged with criminal sexual abuse. When I tried to follow up on the cases, I came across this website from the Archdiocese of Detroit. And they have a list. This is what the list is actually called. Clergy credibly accused of abuse. So they're saying they're probably abusers. They were credibly accused. It lists the priest's name and his status in the church, and it will also list if they are deceased. And I found the list really interesting because they're acknowledging that there is an issue. You know what I mean? And usually the church is known for covering it up. And the webpage also has a phone number and an email address for a place called Safe Environments. They have a place set up for people to go when they've been abused by clergy. Yeah. But they're still in the church. Um, no, most of them, they've been removed as far as I can tell. And a lot of them had died. And the priests that I listed as being accused of sexual abuse from the podcast, they haven't completed their criminal process yet, so they're not on the list. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so here's one. Do you remember I did that one about the dirty village cop, Robert Resnick? Yeah. Who was, yeah, who had uh, like 150 reserve officers yep. for a village, 300? Okay. So I did that in August of 2019. And... He's the guy that was rejected from the Flint Police Academy in the 1970s for lying about his age and not being a legal adult. And in order for his family to save face, Robert was allowed to walk during the um, Academy of Graduation with a copy of his certificate, although it was void. And Robert used the nullified certificate to work at police stations for 10 years in Michigan, right? Yeah. So as an officer, he had a reputation for being a bully, overstepping his bounds. And after 10 years about lying... The Genesee prosecutor, Genesee County prosecutor, exposed Robert 
He finally goes to school, becomes certified. Then he does the whole thing about Oakley. He has 300 reserves officers for Oakley, some who have never been to Oakley, all that shit. So Robert had sold official police ammunitions and guns to others at a profit, and the FBI began invest- investigating him in 2015, and they formally charged him in 2019. In July of 2019, Robert was sentenced to more than a year of jail and a year of being supervised after release and fines up to 120 or more than $124,000. The IRS had tagged him for not paying taxes on the weapons and bringing them across state lines, right? Mm-hmm. So my mom, my mom was worried because Robert lives around her. And she thought he might be offended by my remarks. Remember I said he had a small dick or maybe he came really early. That's why he's so mean. <laughs> he's like a bully. I, did, yeah. I wish you would have recorded that conversation yeah. with your mother. Yeah, no, my mom, my mom, and that's not the worst my mom's heard me say, right? Yeah, but like, just Ellie. the fact that she's like, now, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my God, you're going to get me murdered. Said, no, she's like, the nasty things. No, she was worried about me. She's like, he's going to do something, you know, to you. And I was like, mom, don't worry. He's in jail. Okay, he's in jail. <laughs> And then and you then found I, out he wasn't. And then I look up, <laughs> yup. And then I look up Michigan's offender tracking information system, Michigan's Otis, which you know I love to look at. And he's not in jail. And everyone in jail is available on that site. And Robert Resnick was supposed to turn himself in for sentencing by August of 2019. He's not listed. Because he's looking for you. I said, what, what does that mean? Is he not serving his time? He's a convicted felon. Usually, though. Home? Did he get home prison or whatever? Because that's fucking wrong. No. What? Because in in Otis, okay? Yeah. If you were supposed to be at a sentencing or Mm -hmm. whatnot, Mm -hmm. they will have your picture on there because you're an absconderer. Yeah. Yep. So something else is going on. Mother, I bet you once again that little slippery shit. Got to break the law and get away with but it. I think it's absolutely hilarious. Mm. <laughs> I'm pissed. But, you know. I need do, justice. We do enough stories in our state. I know. You know, we are Why does this guy piss me off? Yeah, like, what's this one compared to all the yeah. other shit? I told my mom, I said to my mom, don't worry, I'm not the one that drives to Holly anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Mike. Oh, so I did another um, an article about missing women being found. And the first story I did was about this girl named Olivia Rossi. And this was something we did in September of 2019 was the podcast. Olivia had gone missing in Westland, Michigan. And on August 23rd, on August 23rd, 2019. Mm-hmm. And according to Olivia's twin, Raquel, and this one, it really bothers me when your twin gets murdered. Cause it just, it seems, seems what? Oh, it just seems like sad. I'm always like extra, super worried. Okay, so according to her um, friend, uh, her, her friend, it's her twin, her twin Raquel, Olivia went to meet a former high school friend and she was texting her family like, oh, I think he's acting weird. And then after that, they didn't receive any messages from Olivia. Well, the text messages led to Anthony Kestelut, K-E-S-T-E-L-O-O-T, which we didn't even have his name last time. So they just said unidentified man. Yeah. He's a 25-year-old man. He also lives in Westland. Anthony admitted to meeting with Olivia, taking her to his home and smoking crack with her, having sex with her, and then strangling her. Anthony then drove to Heinz Park and placed her corpse in a still body of water and disposed of her clothes and other evidence in the Rouge River. And for reasons I cannot find, 
Anthony's not being charged with murder. Police are charging him with four felonies. Disinterment of a dead body, obstruction of justice, failing to report the discovery of a dead body, and tampering with evidence in a criminal case. So I think he's trying to say that he found her dead because that would be tampering or failing to report the discovery of a dead body. I think yeah, he's trying so to say he didn't kill her. He just, but he, yeah, he hit yeah. her, you know, got rid of her body. Yeah. yeah. So Olivia's family's outraged that there's currently no murder charge because he did admit to strangling her. But I don't know if he's going to try to do that thing like, she likes to be choked when I have sex with her or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So I'm going to continue to follow up on the case and see what happens. That's interesting. Yeah, I thought that one was really interesting too. And I also did um, another, oh, when I did a Michigan Mayhem one about different things in Michigan, I did one for unusual murder weapons. Mm -hmm. And in 2017, there were the five teenagers in Clio, Michigan were throwing objects off a highway bridge under the cars below. Yeah. And they admitted on six to ten different occasions in which they did try to drop objects on cars. And they range from 20 different rocks. Yeah. Differing from softballs to basketballs, a couch, a car muffler, and a shopping cart. Mm-hmm. October 18, 2017, they damaged six cars, killing 32-year-old Kenneth White when a cement rock broke through the windshield, crushing his chest. So one of the teens, Kyle Anger was considered an adult at 19 years old. Remember the other four yeah. were minors and the, they were going back and forth because they had set, they had that, agreed to a plea deal. Yep. Then they said, we're, we're not charging you as minors, we're charging you as adults. And so their lawyers were like, back off the table while we figure out what we're thinking. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's what happened to Kyle. Uh, October 29th, 2019, he was sentenced to 39 months to 20 years in prison, receiving credit for the 740 days that he resided in Genesee County Jail for second-degree homicide. The article says that the charge was reduced to manslaughter, um, but on Otis, it still had homicide listed. So the one thing I thought is, this kid can almost get out. 39 months. He's done 740 days. Yeah. Yeah. So well, the I other have... four, yeah, the other four, they're the ones between ages of 16 and 18 at the time of the crime, they did withdraw their plea deals, but the um, um, they're waiting for their court hearings now. So now they have to go to court. I was like, if you would have, Kyle's out, people. Yeah. You're still waiting because you were, yeah. Yeah, but I wonder they'll if, get all that time served. Yeah. Well, I wondered if the if the judge on purpose was light on Kyle because his lawyer didn't argue, wasn't arguing with the actual court because the lawyers and the judges were straight up going at each other. Hmm. So I wondered if Kyle got the easier one because the judge was like, see, his lawyer didn't argue with me. Now he got off easy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's just speculation. So, I don't know if you remember, but last New Year's, I did one on Scott Kologi. Dang, that was a long time ago. Yeah. And I'm he old. Was, well, he was the 16-year-old kid with autism that took a gun. On New Year's Eve, he's hanging out with his parents, his grandparents, Was his it sister. the dinner? Oh, they were just watching the TV in the, watching the TV for the, the ball to drop, and he comes down with a machine gun. And, um, he picked up an automatic weapon, mm-hmm. shot three members of his family and a family friend. His parents... His sister and the family friend died. I think I remember that. But Scott's brother, grandfather, and another friend survived by running out of the house. And there was a gag order that was placed on the case that's still kind of in play today, but it might soon be over. So as a, as a minor, murderer Scott Kologi had privacy protections that are not given to an adult. However, in early June of 2019, the court system, system decided to charge Scott as an adult. So he spent the last year in juvenile detention. So I think they're sending him to adult jail now. And I'm going to continue to follow up on this story. So if you're charged as an adult, 
Mm-hmm. then that your, your privacy is not yeah if you ever notice like if there's a kid they don't show their face they mm-hmm. don't always tell their name yeah because kids have more protection which is pretty pretty all right than an adult hmm. i was just like ah. but that's it for me girl the girl very interesting what you got so kathleen was mm-hmm. a navy wife age 25 who was an aspiring author she lived in a upper class neighborhood where little crime occurred. Okay. So, on September 11th, I grew, up, I grew up in an area where there's very little crime. That you know of. Yeah, well, I could just say still to this day, like, I remember, you know, my parents were like, if you, you know, leave the garage open, somebody's going to steal something out of it. But they've lived there for 44 years and nobody's ever stolen anything <laughs> out of it. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. On September 11th, 1980, she was found on her bedroom floor, beaten... She was kicked, punched, and stabbed, gagged, and raped. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was Oh, my God. That must have been horrible terror at the end of her life. Yep. The murder was extremely brutal. At the time, there were no leads, and the case went cold for 39 years. Fuck. On November 22nd, 2019, the Algonon? Yeah. Is that how you pronounce uh-huh. it? Algonon County? A-L-L-E-G-A-N. County, yeah. Michigan Police arrested Dennis Lee Bowman, age 70, for the murder. It was stated the police have been able to link forensic evidence to Dennis. Dennis is currently awaiting to be extradited to Virginia. He has been in prison twice, reports uh-huh. say, for assault to commit criminals sexual conduct and breaking and entering also uh-huh. so interestingly he is being looked at into his missing child case 14 years ago his kid is missing yep so he adopted audria a-u-n-d-r-i-a audrina audrina uh-huh. bowman and she went missing 1989 so, Dennis and his wife adopted her, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden she would just went missing, and they considered her just a runaway. But now that they've tied, with they see that he's a rapist, he's a murderer. Yeah. Oh my god! So we have to continue to watch that one. I just thought it was crazy. Like, how wow, did they connect her, her, her to him? Do you know? Mm-mm. Nope. Because I know I Michigan is one of the few states that does not, well, not one of the few states that does not, is one of the states that does not participate in DNA, um, going through public DNA databases. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but don't you have to, though, if you do A sexual? Felony. Remember with that, so we did the not co-ed killer. Yeah. One of the guys three days before created, um, three days before his um, felony conviction, they put into law that if you are um, in Michigan and you are, Convicted of a felony, you have to provide DNA. Yeah, and he was convicted. I mean, I assault to commit criminal sexual conduct. Isn't that better that? be a felony. I think that's a felony. Yeah. It so used to be, rape like that, used to be a misdemeanor. That's why when people are like, the good old days, I'm like, there were no fucking good old days. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay? You used to be able to legally beat your wife. There are no good old days. <laughs> the rule of thumb is that you couldn't beat her with anything bigger than your thumb. That was the first law. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, so we'll have to watch that. I just thought it was so interesting when I was seeing that article. He was arrested. Yeah. And then, wow, you tied him all the way to Virginia. But nothing 
Like I'm trying to find out like what forensic evidence in every, and I think maybe it's because, you know, they arrested him and we'll find out, but I couldn't find anything more just on that. You know, I couldn't even find many articles back in 1980 about. That's the hard thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Trust me. When I was trying to look up the 1960s, I was struggling. Yeah. All right. You've been listening to Michigan Other Mayhem with Allie and Jen. Connect with us at michiganandothermayhem.com to join the conversation, listen to the podcast, access show notes, find site links, or correct us when necessary. Rate and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, and YouTube. Bye-bye now.